Hello and welcome to another episode of the Voice of Alignment podcast. My name is Sheon Ugikiola and it is always a great pleasure to share with you on this platform from the living word of God. This is the day that the Lord has made and we all will rejoice and be glad in it. Wherever you're listening to me from, I trust that you are having an amazing day or you've had an amazing day thus far or you have an amazing day that is laid out for you. And if this is your first time of listening to an episode of the Voice of Alignment podcast, I'd like to specially welcome you to this platform and welcome you to this uh, first episode of yours that you're listening to. On this platform, what we do is to teach from the Word of God. Teach the Word of God well enough to make it simple and practical enough for you to apply in your life and to help you to live a life of alignment with the will, with the purpose, with the counsel of God for your life. That's what we do on this platform and if you're a returning listener i want to thank you for listening and listening uh in again on our episodes i trust that the past episodes have been a blessing to you and that's why you're back listening again and i trust that this is going to be another life-changing episode and encounter for you in the mighty name of jesus christ now over the past 11 episodes we have been on the series titled nuggets for winning spiritual battles so far in this series we have established the fact that spiritual battles are real as long as uh, our arch enemy which is the devil is still on the loose and as long as we have something precious which the enemy considers to be worth contending for we will face spiritual battles many times what we see in the physical are the earthly manifestations of these spiritual battles which have their root in the spiritual realm it's like a plant or a tree you look at it and uh, all you see is the trunk the branches the leaves and maybe the fruits but the source and the sustenance of that plant is below the ground where you cannot see and that is the roots of the tree or the plant that you're looking at this is the same with spiritual battles sometimes people face challenges in life as a result of human errors or carelessness but there are times when the challenges that the person is going through um, in his or her life has its roots in the spiritual realm if you face a challenge as a result of your carelessness or if you face a challenge as a result of um, errors that you may have made or mistakes that you have made all you need to do is to learn from your mistakes and make sure that those mistakes uh, do not repeat themselves you work hard at ensuring that you get things right and you do things uh, right and you rectify what you've done wrong but when the challenge has its roots in spiritual battles that the enemy is waging there is no amount of physical effort or behavior alteration that will solve the challenge if the spiritual battle that is at the root of that challenge is not conquered and won 
For instance, carelessness may result in the loss of opportunities or in the loss of wealth. To recover from such, a person will have to reflect on the mistakes. Maybe the person made some wrong investments. The person will need to reflect on uh, the mistakes that he or she uh, made and learn from those mistakes and then begin to take steps to rebuild uh, or to regain what has been lost. But such a loss can happen as a result of spiritual battles a person can lose a fortune as a result of spiritual battles in job chapter 1 verse 13 to 22 we see how job lost everything in one day first the Sabians raided his cattle and his donkeys and killed all his servants that were in charge of you know taking care of those donkeys and those cattle you can see that in job chapter 1 from verse 14 to 15 that was the first thing that happened the second thing that happened was that fire fell from heaven as the bible records that fire fell from heaven and consumed all his sheep and the servants uh, that he had or the shepherds who were helping him or who he had employed to tend the sheep fire just fell from heaven and consumed all of them you can see that in job chapter 1 verse 16 and then the third thing that happened was that three bands the bible records in job chapter 1 verse 17 that three bands of chaldeans raided all his camels and killed his servants that were in charge of the camels and then finally a great wind came and blew a house where all his children were gathered a great wind came and blew that house and then the house collapsed and all his children died you can see that in job chapter 1 from 8 from verse 18 to verse 19 so you see all these things happened to job in one day now you look at these and may uh, think human or natural factors uh, may have caused these kind of losses one would say that maybe uh, if job had employed uh, security forces or security uh, men to help him to guard um, his properties or his investments or his cattle and his oxen and his camels and his donkeys maybe if he had employed the services of some security personnel uh, maybe the Sabians and the Childans wouldn't have raided his property maybe they wouldn't have been able to um, overcome the people that he had employed to take care of his investments or to take care of his business and they wouldn't have killed those people and raided um, his business or his raided his properties or maybe if a uh, job you would have some people would say maybe if job uh built a stronger house maybe if he ensured that the house that his children would ever you know have to live in or you know will have gatherings in maybe if uh he went the extra mile to ensure that the building was a bit stronger uh maybe it could have withstood the wind but then the source of what was happening to job was not a result of human oversight or negligence it was a result of a battle the enemy was waging in fact the case of job shows that not all fire that falls from heaven is from god there are strange fires so not all fires that yet we know that uh, elijah prayed fire fell from heaven we know that Solomon prayed and offered sacrifice fire fell from heaven but here we see in the case of job where fire also fell from heaven so it is not all fire that falls from heaven that is the work of god or that has god behind it we also see that it is not all wind that blows that is uh the wind of the holy spirit like we see in the case of the holy ghost um, on the day of pentecost even the devil even satan can make a mighty wind to blow even the devil 
can make fire to fall from heaven like we see in the case of job so everything job was going through even though it had a physical touch or he had a physical manifestation to it the spiritual root or the root of it the root of that physical manifestation was in the realm of the spirit and was as a result of a contention of the enemy against job in the realm of the spirit but the good news for us is that even though spiritual battles are real our victory in those battles are of a greater reality and this has been the core of our discussion in the past 11 episodes that we've done on this series on the nuggets for winning spiritual battles first corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 this has more or less these two scriptures first corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 and first john chapter 5 verse 4 these have more or less become like a, the slogan for this series or the anthem for this series first corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 says but thanks be to god who gives us the victory through our lord jesus christ and then when you read first john chapter 5 verse 4 the bible says for whatsoever is born of god overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith so the reality of our victory particularly under the new covenant is far greater than the reality of the spiritual battles that the enemy may wage against us and in the past 11 episodes we have explored the how behind this reality of victory that we have and this is so crucial because for everything that god promises there is a way to access its manifestation in other words there is a how behind every promise there is a how the link between a promise and a manifestation just between the promise and the manifestation there is a bridge called the how and that how tells you what you need to do in order to move from the realm of promise to the realm of manifestation for everything that god gives us there is a way to lay hold of it ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15 ecclesiastes 10 15 the bible says the labor of fools wearies them for they do not know how to go to the city so if you have a promise without knowing the how to move from that promise to a manifestation your journey becomes like the journey or the person's journey not your journey in jesus name but the person's journey a person who has a promise and does not know how to move from the realm of promise to the realm of manifestation the person's journey becomes like the journey of a fool and it becomes a journey that wearies him or her it is spiritual folly of foolishness to know and proclaim god's promises of victory over the enemy while being ignorant of how to enforce that victory hosea chapter 4 verse 6 hosea chapter 4 verse 6 the bible makes it clear it says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge in other words it's good to be born again and to be marked with god's seal which is the holy spirit as we see in ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 but if we do not acknowledge to our sonship destruction is looming so it is important as believers for us to have our spiritual hands trained to fight off every advance of the enemy 
David said in Psalm chapter 144 verse 1, Psalm chapter 144 verse 1, he said, Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hand for war and my fingers for battle. So over the course of this series, we have had over a thousand streams and downloads on this series alone. And what God has been doing is using the knowledge he is disseminating through this series to train the hands of many believers for war and their fingers for battle. A key area we have focused on is the requirement, the key area that we focused on in this series is the requirements for winning spiritual battles which are divine wisdom, utterances and the full armor of God. You see, we spent a lot of time discussing each of these uh, fundamental requirements which reveal the how behind winning spiritual battles. Time will not allow me to recap on all that we discussed on these requirements. So, I would like to encourage you to ensure that you listen to the past episodes. Try to listen to episode, uh, from part 1 to part uh, 11 of this series uh, to be able to get a full picture and to be able to get a good grasp of all these requirements. Simply visit our website www.voiceofalignment.com dot com forward slash podcast and you will see it there or you can visit any of the major uh podcasts uh platforms or podcast apps whether it's spotify amazon music google podcast and so on just search for voice of alignment or voice of alignment podcast search for voice of alignment and then when you find it you will see all the series from part one all the way down to part 11 of the nuggets for winning spiritual battles make sure that you take the time to listen to each of these parts and immerse yourself take notes and ensure don't don't just be a hearer of the word like the bible encourages us not to but also ensure that you are a doer of the word make sure you implement the things that we have taught concerning the requirements for winning spiritual battles and as you do that i pray for you that you will experience you will see the manifestation of victory in any area of your life where you seem to be facing one spiritual battle or the other in the mighty name of jesus christ now in this episode we'll be rounding up our series on the nuggets for winning spiritual battles and we'll be crowning this series with a focus on the winning mentality of the believer the winning mentality of the believer now many years ago i read a book and the author was describing different types of christians and one of the types of christians that he described were what i will call fighting christians now these are christians according to what he described in that book these are christians who believe and who see everything in life as a spiritual battle now and you know it shows in the content and you see this kind of uh christianity or this category of christians you know you are able to identify them by looking at the content of their communication or the content of their prayers and so on while the bible admonishes us to fight we need to note that the kind of fight that the bible admonishes us to fight is the fight of faith however when you examine this fighting christians that this author described in his book one of the things that he said or one of the things that he pointed out is that these are christians 
who fight from a position of fear and not a position of faith. Now, we have spent so much time on this series not for us to become uh, this kind of Christians or this what this author described as fighting Christians not for us to become fighting Christians so uh, so that we see spiritual battles in anything and in everything uh, and we become more conscious uh, of spiritual battles than we be are of our victory in Christ no that's not the essence of everything we've been doing in part 1 to 11 of this series rather the essence of what we have looked at in this series is for us to come to a level where we know well enough to walk in dominion and to live with the consciousness of our superiority to the enemy and this is where the winning mentality comes in if you have ever won a contest you will understand uh, what a winning mentality is all about many of you listening to me now have at least finished elementary school imagine you had to take a test or an exam uh, which will test you on your knowledge of grade 6 or primary 6 mathematics for, for example I am sure that you won't even read for that kind of exam. You will walk into the exam hall or you walk into the test center uh, with your shoulders held high and with a lot of swagger because you know that you already know what it, it's, it's there. I mean, it's elementary to you. You don't need to waste your time uh, burning the midnight candle in order to prepare for that kind of exam. Meanwhile, a child in grade 5 or in primary five who is subjected to the same exam will panic and probably read for hours just to prepare for the same exam what differentiates you from that child is not your age gap it is not because you are older than that child because an illiterate who did not go through elementary school like you did and who is your age will also struggle and panic will most probably panic when he's subjected to that kind of exam so the real differentiating factor between you and that child is your growth in knowledge in other words you have gone through that level and you have grown in knowledge you the knowledge that you've acquired is more advanced than what you find in elementary school or in uh, grade six uh, mathematics and this is what this series has set out to do to arm you with so much knowledge that you confront the enemy with boldness and confidence and with a winning mentality and the consciousness that no matter what you can never lose in a spiritual battle the same way a cat will always land on its feet no matter how you throw it is the same way i will always win no matter how the devil comes my way or no matter what he brings my way or no matter how he attempts to bring me down the same way a cat will land on its feet that's the same way i will land in a place of victory i cannot lose no matter what you see in my life no matter what things may look like even if it looks to you like it's a loss it's only a victory in disguise i win no matter what it does not matter how the devil tries to toss me i land on the winning side and this is so not because of me but because of who i am in christ and what christ has put at my disposal i have divine wisdom at my disposal i 
can make utterances and the spirit beings spirit beings will begin to respond to those utterances in my favor i am clothed with the full armor of god so with all this at my disposal and with all these advantages that i have in christ how on heaven's sake would i not land on the winning side irrespective of how high or how hard the enemy tries to throw me this is the winning mentality that a believer should have this is the mindset that you should have as a believer but beyond this another building block that this winning mentality rests on is the fact that jesus is our lord and commander so how can we be under the authority and the command of jesus and lose this is the same Jesus that Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 made reference to when it said, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. When you read the same passage in the Amplified Bible, the Amplified Bible, it says, When he had disarmed the rulers and the authorities, those spiritual forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. So, Jesus is not just any kind of Lord and Commander. He is an experienced Lord and Commander. So, even if we wrestle against principalities and powers, as Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 tells us, and as we have seen in this series, we should not be afraid or we should not be dismayed because we are under the authority and we follow the command of Jesus who has experience of dominion in battles with these principalities and powers. If Buddha is your Lord, if you are worshipping Buddha, if Buddha is your Lord, then you can have every reason to be afraid of principalities and powers because Buddha does not have that kind of battle experience. If Shongo or Ifa is your Lord, then you have all the reason to be afraid because those gods that you serve do not have the record of experience or do not have a CV that shows experience when it comes to confronting principalities and powers and making a public spectacle of them. If you are serving any other God that does not have that as part of their experience, the experience of confronting and making a public spectacle of principalities and powers, if you are serving a God or if you are under the lordship of someone or anyone or any spirit being that does not have that as part of his or her experience if you refer to your god as a sheep whatever you refer to your god uh, you refer uh, to as your god if that god does not have that experience uh, then you have every reason to be afraid but if jesus is your lord and commander and if you are truly following in his steps and living by his commands why should you be afraid why should you be afraid of principalities of powers of rulers of darkness of this world of spiritual wickedness in high places why should you be afraid of them you have no reason to be afraid of them friends you see this winning mentality of the believer entertains no fear or courtesy for the devil Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 admonishes us to give no place to the devil. It is when we give place to the capacity of the devil that fear is created. When we give, what do I mean by that? When we give place to 
the enemy in your mind which means in your mind you allow the thoughts or you entertain the thoughts of some form of capability of the enemy that is when fear creeps in the winning mentality gives no place to the devil not even in the mind i remember a story that i came across about a great man of god smith wigglesworth uh, and in this story he was sleeping one night and uh he had he had this rocking chair you know in his sitting room and the chair was rocking and that woke him up from his sleep and he came out of his room and went to the parlor to see who was um in the living room and then when he entered the living room and he looked and he looked at the uh, rocking chair he saw a creature you know satan appeared in the form of a creature and sat down on that chair and was rocking it and smith wigglesworth looked at you know the creature on the rocking chair and he said oh satan i didn't even know it was you and then the man just hissed and went back to his room and went to go and sleep that is a man with a mentality a winning mentality it's a consciousness of his authority the place that he has in christ jesus and so he is confident there is nothing the enemy can do and so all he just did was to look at the enemy and his and go back to sleep many of us if that was the case you know we'll be shouting jesus what is this and you know we begin to pray and the prayer is not a prayer of faith but a prayer of panic you know but this was not the person of smith wigglesworth and this kind of mentality that smith wigglesworth displayed is the kind of winning mentality that we're talking about here it's a boldness and it's a consciousness that you have authority over anything and everything that the enemy may bring your way and no matter what you will always be you will always land on the winning side another building block that this winning mentality rests on is your knowledge of who you are in christ in ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 7 ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 7 the bible says i have seen servants on horses while princes walk on the ground like servants now when you are ignorant of who you are in christ you become like princes walking on the ground like servants and then you begin to see the enemy as bigger than what he really is there are several realities about your true identity that can give you that winning mentality that we're talking about but i'll look at only three of them the first reality is the fact that you are a son of god whether you are a man whether you are a woman you are a son of god because gender is not expressed in the spiritual realm gender is only expressed and is only limited to the physical realm in the realm of the spirit there is nothing like gender and when you read genesis chapter 1 verse 27 genesis chapter 1 verse 27 the bible says so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them so your sonship is not limited to gender then when you read galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 5 galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 5 you see our sonship being established in that scripture it goes on to say galatians chapter 4 from verse 1 to 5 it says now i say that the hair as long as he is a child does not differ at all from a slave though he is master of all 
verse 2 goes on to say but he is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father verse 3 goes on to say even so we when we were children were in bondage under the elements of the world verse 4 then goes on to say but when the fullness of time had come god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law then verse 5 goes on to say now this is the main point in verse 5 it goes on to say to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons so in other words what galatians chapter 4 verse 5 is saying here is that our redemption is an adoption to sonship Many times some people read this passage and then they just read uh, verse 1 and verse 2 of Galatians chapter 4. They just read verse 1 and verse 2 and then they think it's oh, maybe when you are uh, not, you know, spiritually mature or something like that, uh, you know, and then you are under uh, slaves until you come to full maturity. Uh, but no, you cannot stop at verse 2. Go down to verse 5. What that passage, what that entire passage is talking about is the fact that the moment we become redeemed, we are adopted as sons. So how can I be the son of the almighty and the all-powerful God and lose to the enemy? How can I be a son and be a victim? Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3 to 6 says, Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3 to 6, the Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Verse 4 goes on to say, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5 goes on to say, Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So, not only am I a son, but I am a son that is born out of God's pleasurable will. So, how can God leave me or abandon me to the point where I lose and I become a victim to the enemy? It's impossible. When God was thinking of my adoption through Jesus, his heart was full of pleasure. So, I am not a son of sorrow or compulsion to God. I am a son of pleasure. That tells me that God will go any mile for me. If he could sacrifice his only son for me just for my adoption how can i end up as a loser it's impossible this is the reality that creates a winning mentality in us as believers the second reality is the consciousness of the fact that we live and we exist in christ if you are in a house and an enemy wants to attack you that enemy has to break through that house or break into the house before he can attack you. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 4 to 6. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 6. The Bible says, But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespass made us alive together with Christ. But by grace you have been saved. Verse 6 goes on to say, And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Emphasis on in. 
Christ Jesus. In other words, not only am I in Christ Jesus, I am seated in heavenly places. So whatever cannot exist in Christ Jesus and in that realm is not permitted to exist in or around my life. If it does, it is an illegal occupant and I can enforce the reality of my existence in Christ over it. Acts chapter 17 verse 28 says, For in him we live and move and have our being. So if I live, move and have my being in Christ, how can the devil shoot an arrow of sickness and it will hit me? If I ever fall sick, it cannot be, it can never be as a result of an arrow from the enemy. It could be as a result of my carelessness, maybe in taking care of my health, but it can never be because the enemy made me sick. He does not have the capacity. He lacks that capacity. He lacks that capacity because in Christ I live, in Christ I move, and in Christ I have my being. How can I live and move and have my being in Christ and the devil will molest me? My existence in Christ gives me the confidence that whatever cannot molest Christ cannot molest me. So that gives me audacity. I live, move and have my being in Christ and no disappointment can ever be my lot. I cannot imagine disappointment in Christ and so because I am in Christ, it can never happen to me. Even if you see me now and do something that looks like a disappointment, all I will be seeing is a disguised appointment because there is no disappointment in Christ. In Christ, the DIS, when you talk about disappointment, the DIS is only an acronym or is only a short form for disguised. So what I can have in Christ is a disguised appointment and never a disappointment in the way that the world sees a disappointment. So when the devil does something that he thinks will disappoint me and make me depressed, I tell the devil, you wait and see my disguised appointment manifested. This is a reality that plays a major role in the winning mentality of the believer. The last but not the least reality that should give you a winning mentality is the fact that God lives in you. Many of us as believers know that the Holy Spirit lives in us. We know that the Holy Spirit lives in us, but our subconscious and false perception of the Holy Spirit as the least in the Trinity, it robs us. You see that mentality, it robs us of the consciousness that it is actually God that is in us. This is the same God who parted the Red Sea for the Israelites to walk on dry ground and drown Pharaoh and his army in the same sea. It is that same God that dwells in me and that dwells in you. So it is not a different God. So how can I in any way or how can you carry that same God in you and be stranded in any way? I do not know about you, but in my world, they can never be a situation where I am between the devil and the deep blue sea like they say. How can that be when the God that parted the Red Sea for the Israelites and drowned Pharaoh in that same sea, how can that be when that same God lives on the inside 
of me. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 19 to verse 22. When you read that in the New Living Translation, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 19 to verse 22, it says, So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Verse 20 goes on to say, Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Verse 22 now goes on to say, listen to this carefully. It says, through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of his dwelling where God lives by his spirit. So we are his dwelling and God lives in us by his spirit. So God cannot be dwelling in me by his spirit and I will be a loser or a victim. This is the kind of mentality that we need to have. This is the kind of mentality that people like Swift Wigglesworth had who they could look. They had that kind of mentality and they were able to look at the devil and his and walk away because they knew that as far as their matter was concerned, the devil is incapacitated and powerless. So friends, these three realities of our identity in Christ should produce a winning mentality in us. Let me recap those realities of our identity. What are they? We said the first reality is the fact that we are sons of God. And we said the second reality is the consciousness of the fact that I live, we live, we move and we exist in Christ. And the third reality is the reality of the fact that God lives in us. We are carriers of God. We carry the presence of God. So you cannot have this consciousness of these realities and still carry a loser's mentality or carry a defeatist mentality when it comes to facing spiritual battles. The consciousness of the fact that no matter what, just like a cat will always land on its feet as a believer, I always land in victory. That consciousness is what gives me the winning mentality. I am never defeated. I can never be in a position of defeat. I always enter and I always land in a position of victory. No matter what the enemy throws at me, no matter how the enemy tries, no matter where he comes from, I always land on the place of victory. And that gives me audacity, that gives me the confidence because I have at my disposal what it takes to incapacitate the enemy and to render all his powers null and void as my case and my matter is concerned. As far as my case and matter is concerned, it is in the nature of the enemy to do everything in his power to bring us down. But it does not matter. No matter what the enemy does, we will be on the side of victory because we carry God on our side and we cannot carry God and be losers in these spiritual battles. And so that's why we do not need to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of the enemy or any of his agents or anything that he may throw at you because you are on the winning side and you need to have that mentality of a winner. Now, this brings us to the end of this episode, which is episode 40. And this also brings us to the end 
um, of this series this is part 12 um, of this series and this is the end of this series on the nuggets for winning spiritual battles it's been an amazing series thus far and we thank god for everything that has been revealed to us through this series as much as you are learning from this series i'm also learning every time i release an episode i also ensure that i listen to it i each episode i listen to it at least three times i listen to it at least three times because i'm listening to it i'm learning and as i'm listening to it god is showing me other areas you and that's why if you notice there were some episodes where you know i will come i will have done one episode and then the next episode i'll make reference to you know what we shared in the last episode and then tell you that okay this is what the lord also revealed you know concerning this matter that we discussed in the last episode and that's because i also take time to listen to this episode again and as i do so the holy spirit is opening me up into more and more things so we thank god for the things that have been revealed in this episode this is not just the end i encourage you to listen to this episode over and over again and you can download all the parts the 12 parts um in this series download them and from time to time you know just listen to them all over again listen to them all over again and they will surely be a blessing to you even beyond the things that we've discussed god is going to reveal more and more to you i also like to encourage you to ensure that you share this with a friend share this with somebody who you think this is going to be a blessing on if you can download this on your phone it's just a whatsapp away you can share it with them on whatsapp and let them also listen to it and also be blessed by it or if you are not using whatsapp whatever messenger app you're using uh you can just share it with them maybe telegram you can just share it with your friends and let them also be blessed by these things that you have been blessed by i thank you for listening to this episode to the end and i look forward to bringing the word of god to you again in the next episode if you are not subscribed to our platforms any of our platforms whether at facebook or we're on facebook instagram we're on all the major podcast apps if you've not followed our page if you've not liked the pages to the point where you can get alerts or notifications of our releases i encourage you i like to encourage you to make sure that you do so or you can also subscribe to our newsletter uh, just visit our website www.voiceofalignment.com there is a section for newsletter fill in your details there uh, we will get your email and when we release episodes we'll send you a notification by email so that you don't miss uh, any episode there's still so much more that god is going to reveal on this platform and i look forward to to sharing the word of God again with you in the next episode. Until then, keep living in the victory that Christ has secured for you on the cross of Calvary. God bless you.